0: Help keep this show free by buying some of our swag of apparel at ButcherSpit.com. We have t-shirts, hoodies, and even baby onesies. That's ButcherSpit.com. Welcome to Murky Chronicles number twenty-five. I'm the of the butcher de bache. and I am gorgeous Kenny Robert. Well, yes, are you, you, doing, well, yes you, are. Are you. Well, yes, you how are. Well, yes, you are. <laughs> we sound kind of gay there for a second. <laughs> Anyways, that being said, before we get going, we have a special day today, don't we? Yes, we do. Today is my wife's birthday.
1: I think we like should sing we happy, happy Birthday. birthday. All right, let's do it. Ready? So, so hold on. Should we do it Marilyn Monroe style?
0: or? Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it both. We'll do it both. Matter of fact, I got this piano. Ready? Here we go. Me, 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 ready? me. Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, birthday, dear Tammy. Happy birthday to you. All right. Now we got to do it so a cappella. Ready?
1: But no. No, we're happy, birthday
0: happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Tammy, <laughs> happy <laughs> birthday to you. One more time? That's it. We didn't That's even it. practice. I, I, I could do it better. Cool. I could be more in tone. I, I'm warmed up now.
2: No man. Happy. No, we're good. We're good.
0: All right. You sure? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Wait. You no, know. You know. Done. We're done. We're done. We usually have our no, wait, wait, wait. we usually have this episode record a little ahead of time, and I had the, our our story uploaded, uh, and uh, uh you know at the end of the show, and I forgot we didn't record yet. So this morning, well at midnight. The, the story dropped, and I think a few people already heard it, but I took it back off. So we'll just play dumb like our show didn't drop yet, and this one will drop now, if that makes sense. No, it didn't make a lick of sense. What are you talking about?
1: Happy birthday to you.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Happy birthday to you.
1: Yes, sir.
0: All right. Okay, before
1: before we get to our main topic, brother, I've got some exciting news. Okay, what is it? We, oh, what just happened? Hold on a second. Happy birthday to you. Uh, Okay, Uh, let you know, they're uh, an Idaho couple playing cribbage. Report possible Bigfoot encounters
0: Recently? Recently. No way.
1: So it says Bigfoot sightings in Idaho are not uncommon. They have already been there's been multiple reports in the state that have been that have been filed in the National Research Organization in twenty twenty one. But this one was reported in November first, twenty twenty one. So yeah, just last month. Um down in Shoshone County, uh couple's playing cribbage and um probably sipping on the gin and juice and encounter something out in the
0: woods now how far is that from where you where you live it's it's kind of a southeast but us uh, see well minute wise minute wise i would say a couple couple hours oh okay and,
1: uh, so they, you know they do there's a, there's a report number as well so I didn't really investigate, you know, if it was legit or not. Um, I actually, one of our listeners sent this to me. And so um, I'd like to thank uh, Carly O'Connor for that one and um, send me over this. And so, yeah. Well, thank uh, you.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: So, uh, I like to keep, you know, we get some up-to-date stuff on this. Uh, you know, I love to, you know, every week, you know, if there's stuff going on in Washington or, Northwest area, man. We need to keep our listeners informed what's going on of
0: Well, you know, um, well, you know, through our anchor, I got an invitation. We could be one of the first to start doing podcasts, you know, with video. And once that gets going and I think I already got access, I still have to do homework on it. But if that's the case, maybe we could do something like that. But instead of just have a normal, like, you know, like how Joe Rogan or those other people, you know, they have a podcast and they're just in studio. Tell me that right. would be cool us in location, like looking for Bigfoot or doing whatever, you know, and uh, in, in us going there and airing it through the podcast, whatever the platform, whatever you call um, it. That'd be awesome. I mean, even if it's YouTube or whatever, whatever is out there. But so, have
1: you looked into it enough is it something that you know i'm in idaho you're in washington
0: could we do it remotely on the same video oh yes yes i just don't know through our platform if it's accessible i just i i got an email and then when you know through the server we upload i upload our podcast to distribute it it had a new category in our tools it said something about video but when I was messing with it, I don't know. It, it almost sounds like when you put video, it'll just, you know, um, take out the audio and it'll air that. And I'm still messing with it. I'm still kind of new at it. But we'll, we'll get it going. We got big things going in 2022.
1: Absolutely. Hey, if we want to just go with a, a YouTube channel and try and just video like FaceTime, we want to record
0: FaceTime or something like that, doing yeah. it that way. Yeah, but I really don't like YouTube. They're okay. they, 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 they're saying, too much on I'm censorship, and I don't want them to start messing with this. I, I mean, that's an odd. We could look into it.
1: They're so sensitive. Yeah,
0: you know, no, I'm just, I am just about our freedoms and beliefs, brother. Amen. Hey, um, speaking of Bigfoot. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Speaking I, of I, vegan, I like remember I'm we're talking, talking about vegans. So uh, I know, okay, vegans. Okay, I know I, our, I, we, we got to talk about I, voodoo dolls and all that stuff, but real quick.
1: Last week,
0: well, real quick. I know well was it's so last three or four weeks. Um, yeah, you're dragging it out, bro. Well, no, no, because all about, you know, being vegan, and I was looking about semen and all that, and I, I my big thing in, you're not vegan if you swallow, but then I was reading something, well, it's not really harming animals or anything like that, so I dug in a little further, so I guess it's up to you if you're vegan or not if you swallow, but did you know, like a tablespoon so of semen- big, 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 big. Uh, uh, how deep did you go? Well, I went pretty deep because I, I, oh. I looked up the nutrition value about semen and a couple teaspoons or tablespoons, whatever the measurement was, there's zero calories. And matter well, of fact,
1: I, you, you, now you don't have to worry, man, your cal- calories, you, I, I mean, calorie free,
0: you're good to go. Oh my gosh. No, not about that, brother. But Oh, real quick, Wait. no, I know, I know. Real quick, oh, my phone just like oh, hey, unplugged. But real quick, real quick, I just want to read this nutrition facts real quick. Um, oh, right here, my. nutrition facts. Um, it's not one to, to hear that. It has, it has citrate, calcium, magnesium, potassium, zinc, fructose, glucose, protein, and lactic acid. acid. Are you there? Matt, I feel
1: smarter after you just told me that. Thank you.
0: Hey, hold on one second. Hold on for two seconds. I think said one second. Now it's two seconds. You there? I had a plug in I had to plug in the phone because I was pull anyways so if you're counting calories, a couple. T- uh, well, anyways, well, I don't. And I heard it's good for facial for your skin, by the way. So are you, are you sitting there pulling your plug or what? What's going on? Yeah, uh, you know. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. So what Let's we got? What, what, what was our topic? Uh, voodoo doll. Okay. Okay. So, would you come up with voodoo dolls? Rumor has it, I heard you had a voodoo blow up doll. I thought we were going to keep personal stuff off the air. Sorry, man. Sorry. (laughs) Erase that. Take that back. That's okay. I really don't care what people think.
1: (laughs) Just joking. No, voodoo don't. Yeah. Well. So, yeah. um that's what we got. So and you know, there's a there's a little bit of info on that which is was pretty shocking on my on my end. I don't know about you, brother, when you did a little bit of homework, but uh basically, you know, voodoo doll, dolls are, you know, growing up thinking, you know, if you don't like somebody you get a doll and you say you put their name on it, poke it with pins and that hurts that person. Well,
0: that's not true, man. It's not that's that's not how it goes. Are you there? Oh no, yeah. No, I'm listening because I you were right because I was shocked because when I was doing research it said a lot of these voodoo voodoo dolls were just sold sold in shops in New Orleans and elsewhere and uh you know made with sticks tied together and cross shapes to make a body and with arms and legs sticking out. So I was kind of disappointed.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, all it is is just a money grab, you know. Um, but just because uh, just because voodoo is big down in those, you know, down in Louisiana and Haiti and all that, I you know, we decided to cash in on that.
0: I still wouldn't rule it out. I mean, they do got some, you know, nice ones with like a lot of you know, brightly colored and with strings and clothes and all that and actual hair. And but I still, I mean, to me, anything's possible. I know. What we saw it said, you know, a lot of these were just like trinkets sold at, you know, gift shops. But come on now, I wouldn't want someone from New Orleans get one of those, you know, witch doctors, you know, put you know, make one up of me. I still wouldn't want that to happen.
1: Right, right. And you know, in in some of the homework that I you know that I did, I thought it says many cultures use dolls as a focusing point for spells and blessings, but they use revenge. Uh, but the use of revenge dolls did not come from voodoo. What did it's it, a, come it was, a, it was a, like a medieval European folk magic that was involved using poppets and effigies and effus and from under cheese and specific people. I have no idea, man. You well, know, it just it is it, definitely not from from the, the Haitian area
0: yeah well i did come up with this interesting tidbit and kind of touch about what you said it said people who practice i'll give
1: you
0: your tidbit you You want the tidbit okay you got it yes sir just
1: just the tid, not the bit
0: okay okay well people who practice voodoo voodoo religion in haiti do use these uh dolls as part of a tradition brought you know from them from west africa incorporating small Effigies known as fetish or bakio for ritual, which rituals. And when these people were forced to the new world as slaves, they brought their doll traditions with them. Some of the Africans then merged their traditional tribal religions with Roman Catholic and the voodoo religion came to be the rich rituals of West Africa or in Haiti or new Orleans involving dolls. However, have nothing to do with inflicting harm on individuals deserving or not. So it kind of you know. But it yeah. did. It did say it yeah. was. It did say it was meant to heal. When hung mm-hmm. from when hung from trees in cemeteries, they were uh, intended to open them and maintain lines of communication between the recently depar- apar- departed when tacked to the trees upside down, they were intended to make their creator stop caring for someone who is bad for them. So I don't know what's your thoughts.
1: I'm truly bummed out doing this research and not, uh, you know, trying to find, find, you know, something really negative about, about voodoo dolls. And all, all it w- would do is just revert, refer you to voodoo in general. And not really go, you know, talk about the dolls in in the light that I thought they were. You know, it was it was kind of a bummer. So I feel like we're kind of debunking the voodoo doll thing. Not, not to say that it's completely not, but I, from from voodoo, I, I feel like that's it's just a novelty.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I still wouldn't want to go to New Orleans and have someone do a voodoo spell on me. I get that. I hundred percent. You know, I mean.
1: You don't want anybody putting
0: any bad juju on you, you know. It is what it is, man. Yeah, you know. Oh, go ahead, ahead. (laughs) man. Someone probably got some voodoo on us because we keep on tripping, and you owe me a (laughs) coke because or (laughs) (laughs) because. Oh man! Happy birthday to you. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well. What else do you have? Because if not, I got some things to bring into this voodoo party since it's Tammy's birthday.
1: All right. Well, we, we can do the voodoo party. Let's bring it.
0: Okay. You ready? What do, you, what do you call a voodoo live stream? What? Twitchcraft. Okay. How, how did the witch doctor label his voodoo dolls? How? Oh. with black magic marker. Oh, my
1: goodness.
0: I got a few more. All
1: right. My friend.
0: More? Oh, yeah, I got a few more. But I'm here. I'm hitting the room shot too early. My friend said he made a voodoo doll for me. I think he's pulling my leg. Man. OK, a few more, a few more. This man's wife yelled from upstairs and asked do you ever get a shooting pain across your body? Like someone's got a voodoo doll of you and they're stabbing it. And she replied, no. She responded. How about now? Okay. Man, if
1: you're on the dog show, they pull you off. Okay.
0: I went to the, I went to the acupuncturist the other day when I got home, my voodoo doll was dead. I got some doozies coming. I got some doozies coming up. Whoa. I thought you said that was the last one. No, no, no. Just a couple more. You'll like the last few ones. I feel like you're killing I think you got a voodoo doll on me and you're killing me right now. <laughs> one of my art students made a voodoo doll for me. After I specifically told her not to. I feel like I had been stabbed in the back. <sighs> okay, these get better, I promise. I promise. I got four more, four more.
1: One more, four more.
0: Four more, four more. They get better. I saved the best for last. Okay. All right. I was at a voodoo store looking to buy an African juju doll. I couldn't decide which one I wanted, so I stuffed them down my pants one by one until I got to the one that aroused me. It was at that point I knew that's my fetish. Okay. Okay. What did the chief of surgeons say? What? When she was told that one of her surgeons was using a voodoo on her pa Oh, I'm sorry. What did the chief surgeon, surgeon say when she was told that one of her surgeons was using a voodoo doll on their patients? I don't know. Her reply was, which doctor? Okay, okay, real quick. You lost
1: that one, man. Yeah, you lost me that
0: one. Witch I'll doctor, you know, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, wing bing, bing. I saw the witch doctor. Remember that? Oh. Well, how many more you got? Two more. Okay, you'll like these this ones.
1: Was the four I've heard, man. I think he had like
0: seven more. Okay, let's go. if you currently have a voodoo doll for me, please scratch my balls for me. It is really uncomfortable. Thanks okay this is the this is this is it I went to the voodoo prostitute last night didn't manage to get laid but I got a little head
1: all right man that was pretty
0: entertaining Yeah. Happy birthday to you so. Yeah. So, um, so what, what's your thoughts on voodoo dolls? I mean, w- if, would you like have one for, on your worst enemy and, 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 you know, use it?
1: No, you know why? Cause that falls back on one of our prior shows. Karma, karma will get it, what goes around, comes around man. I don't
0: need dolls. I'm I remember in high school, Since we're kind of talking about voodoos and voodoo dolls, I remember this girl, she used to sell oils, potions, and she swears they were love potions and stuff like that. And she would actually sell it to students, and, and people would actually buy it, either put it on them, and they'd think the girl would, like, fall in love with them or whatnot. Nice. Yeah. So I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with your head, if you believe it. You know, and another thing, just like Abdullah the Butcher, I I, um, I remember he was telling me back in the day, you know, in uh, championship wrestling from Florida, you know, uh, the Grams. Um, yep, I remember um, people. They were he was saying. I think Kevin Sullivan even told me that um, pe- people from Haitia would actually like do their. Voodoo prayers and stuff, and sacrifice a chicken and spill the blood and stuff because you know they didn't like Abdullah the Butcher. Oh, no, really? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, people take it to heart, man. I, I wouldn't, I oh. wouldn't play with that juju stuff.
1: No, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. No, I'm, and again, I was. We were just looking up data, man. I would never second guess anything like that. People,
0: people believe in that enough that you never know. Now, no way. Did, yeah, so, I don't know. What, what do you think about black magic and white magic? Huh? What do you well, blue? White magic. Yeah, white magic is supposed to be, like, for good. Oh. I know. We're kind of all over the place today. I'm still thinking way about Way all over the place. Happy birthday to you. Right. Get ready to go celebrate. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So what you got to do when this drops in a few minutes, uh-huh. when you pick up Tammy, uh-huh. you got to play it for her.
1: We'll do, I'll do it.
0: Or either that or wait till you get home, you know, and maybe you could use this as an aphrodisiac, you know. You could put it right at this point right now at like 22 minutes into the podcast Happy birthday to you. Can you get a little deeper? All right, gotta get a little deeper. Yo, yo, yo! Happy birthday to you. Let me lick you up and down. And anyways, I don't know what's gotten into me today. Crazy, crazy. Well, hey, I just came up. I kind of came up with an idea for next week. Yeah, let's do that because you know. <laughs> this you might talk, be you talk on Krampus? Ain't, uh, Kr- Krampus 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 ain't, ain't that like it's a Santa Claus a bad a bad Santa let's do it like cause, German... uh, let's do it because uh, our show drops on Christmas Eve and I think it'll be perfect I mean I kind of was kind of looking into like different Santa Claus like throughout different cultures and stuff and there's some kind of, kind of, I don't what the word I want to say, but kind of um, harsh or dementic. Is that the word I want to use? Off the wall, maybe. Off you the wall. Off. Yeah. Off the wall. Just like Michael Jackson.
1: Off the wall. <laughs> oh
2: man! <that> was good. <laughs>
1: All right. <laughs> I need to get my own sound effect. I'm tired of you.
0: Well, I don't know. All this right, this is my favorite one.
2: Uh, uh, uh,
0: uh, Happy birthday to you. All <laughs> right, well, shoot, man. This well, that's is, all I got, man. Yeah, this is kinda of a short lost episode. Thank God we got this audio to play for you guys. Uh you know, uh, we apologize, but we'll make it up next week, definitely. Absolutely. So, uh, do you want to give your uh, shout-outs or what? Let's do it. I'm going to give a shout-out to Micah over at Savage Reviews. What's, what's up, Micah? Micah, what's up?
1: And let's see, another, another shout-out to Vince over at Emerald Street Kennels. I'm just going to keep it short. And then one last but not least, shout out to Sweet Low Upholstery.
0: All right. They're stitching and stitching. That's right. Well, I want to give a shout out. Oh, yeah. One more. Oh, Shout out to Lyrical Spit. Oh, thank you, brother. Hello. Yep. Thanks brother. Speaking of Lyrical Spit, you know, I, I, I think I joined TikTok like, December 6th or tenth or something like that, right? And uh, shoot, I already got four hundred ninety nine, four thousand nine hundred ninety nine li- likes and over one thousand followers in that short amount of time. I was shocked. Um, you are just a superstar, TikTok superstar. Well, I- I'm trying. I'm trying to go viral. I got. I got my new thing. I'm going to drop tonight. I have a thing. Well, of course, you know, I I promote Murky Chronicles and Lyrical Spit and stuff. And I have a segment where I go, I say, Aha, beautifuls, if you think you're having a bad day, is it as bad as this one? And I got a doozy coming up uh, for this one. It's going to drop tonight. Um, So you can follow me at Lyrical Spit Dobashi. That's on TikTok. And I want to give a shout out to the best tagline in the upholstery business, Sweet and Low Upholstery. Their stitching is bitching. And, Pah- yeah. and Pahu Rojo and Jay Linderman. Oh. Pahu Rojo and Jay Linderman for uh, hosts of Tales from the Abyss. Great podcast. And thanks for showing us some love. Um, my podcast, Lyrical Spit and Daily Spit. And you could get all the show links as long as as long with Murky Chronicles at lyricalspit.com. And looks like I'm going to be doing a little something with Pahu Rojo and Jay Lenderman once a month on their Tales from the Abyss. Uh, I'll keep people... Um, stay tuned on that. Um, what else we got? Our 24-hour hotline, 360-200-8779. Leave a message and you may just hear yourself on the show. And... Um, we'll take any suggestions from murky chronicles and, you know, if you're a ghost hunter, if you have some interesting stories, you know, feel free to email, uh, Kenny and I at murky at gmail.com. And, um, we have big plans for murky chronicles and I'm, uh, uh, looking forward to see what's going to bring in, uh, 2022. Um, I've been doing like a daily spit, um, when I don't produce my full lyrical spit show. So I've been doing a shorter version daily spit. And I said, I was going to hit, I'm going to do it for a year straight. And I'm like on, I think day three, two or 330 or 31. So after, yep. So after I get to that year, Mark, I'm going to have more time to do murky chronicle stuff because I don't know what's going to happen after that, but, but we're going to be rocking because, your stitching is bitching. Right on. Shoot, I'm t- – oh, okay. Oh, another, another shout-out to your lovely wife. Happy birthday hey. to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy <laughs> birthday, dear Tammy. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. I'm having fun, man. Okay. All right. All right. I know you got to go. You got to do your birthday thing. Um, uh, we'll be right back after this brief commercial break, courtesy of John Scarius. That's spelled S-K-A-R-I-E-S-T. Um, you can check his YouTube channel out. Um, this is titled five true scary story, scary voodoo stories. Hashtag Save Our Children, Epstein and McAfee Didn't Kill Himself, and uh, uh, uh,
2: uh,
0: if she has an apple, she has a banana. Oh, banana. Banana. Yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today.
1: today,
2: today. Good evening, all and welcome is voodoo is very creepy and interesting so get comfortable and let the darkness take control number one i'm a 30 year old male and i work as a registered nurse i have a few weird stories from my time working as a nurse but this has to be the scariest thing that's happened to me after graduating college my friend who was also a nurse persuaded me to move to new orleans with her i am originally from the midwest a tiny sleepy town of less than a couple of thousand people so new orleans was a culture shock for me but as a 21 year old I loved the party scene. We both worked the 12pm to 10pm shift and we go to work and then go party. So the department I worked in was the emergency room. It was chaotic and crazy at times, but I am an adrenaline junkie and it was a perfect fit. So it's a Friday night and I have less than an hour left of my shift. It's been quiet. And then all hell breaks loose. I hear two women screaming as they follow the stretcher of an old man as the ambulance wheels him in. The old man looked horrible. He smelt like death. Literally, he had a wound on his buttocks that was literally rotting. Not to mention he had a high fever and fluid on his lungs. And he was pretty much drowning in it. So I am assessing him. And two women are shrieking, wailing, and chanting hysterically. And the doctor tells me and another male nurse to get them out of there. So I nicely try to take the older woman's hand and lead her away. But she starts hitting me and cursing me in another language. My co-worker, a big linebacker looking African American gentleman named Andre starts talking to her in what I now know as French Creole. Whatever he says to her and the other woman works, and they leave. We go back to helping the doctor. But when the guy codes, we do everything we can. But it wasn't enough. And he died. Andre accompanies the doctor to inform the family. And I stay back to help another nurse get ready to push the body down to the morgue. I hear screaming. And I hear security being paged. But I am not a big guy. Only five foot seven. And I work out and I can handle my own. So I go running to our security guards, as they were taking forever. I run to the front. And the younger woman is holding the older woman back as she is screaming into the doctor and Andre's face. I can't even make out what they're saying. The younger woman ends up dragging her out. And I go to Andre and the doctor. Andre is sweating. He looks shook. So I ask him what the lady was saying. He tells me that she was blaming us for her husband's death. Andre tells us that she is a practitioner of voodoo and that she cursed us and the doctor for not saving her husband. The doctor and I laugh it off. But Andre's face is stern, as he took this quite seriously. And we go off and finish the shift change. A few weeks later, I'm at work. And I see a bunch of my co workers are crying and upset all huddled together in a small room. The doctor who we were working with to try and save the patient the other day, unfortunately, had a massive cerebral hemorrhage and died in his sleep last night. I honestly chalked it up to a freak happenstance. But he was young and very healthy. But things happen. However, later that day, Andre catches me in the cafeteria. He tells me that the doctor died because of the curse and that one of us was next. I'm not superstitious in the least. And I brushed it off and told him he was being silly. That day in the cafeteria was the last time I saw him alive. Later that night, he fell asleep at the wheel and plowed into incoming traffic. And after that, I quit my job at the hospital and moved back home. I went and saw my priest at my home church. And he thought I was nuts, but gave me a blessing. That was nine years ago. I still work as a nurse, but I'm living in California. Now. I'll never know if the accidents that killed the doctor and Andre were just coincidences. And I guess I never will. Number two, We had just moved to Denver. My roommate Tyler was gay. And this was the first time in his life that he was surrounded by other gay people. For the first few weeks, I didn't see much of him. He was going crazy with the attention. And I was content in our apartment alone. Nothing about it freaked me out. A photo on my wall had fallen off. And that was strange. But these things happen. Gravity. Tyler finally stayed the night in the apartment. And we were sharing a bed because his hadn't arrived yet. We were both drunk. And that night, as soon as I turned off the lamp, the blinds started moving. Tyler was freaked out. But I was drunk and tired and brushed it off as just a breeze. He went and slept in the living room and I stayed in the bedroom and told him to chill out and that it was nothing. Nothing else happened that night but we did bring it back up the next day. We both laughed. I said what should we name our ghost? Tyler replied Bill. For the rest of the day we continued to crack little jokes about Bill. That night whilst getting into bed and about to turn the lamp off. Tyler whispered, Bill doesn't like the dark. The blinds immediately started lashing all around us. I turned the lamp back on. And we both sat up and just watched. I still wasn't convinced. He made me get out of bed to check where it was coming from. Because I wasn't scared. I looked for any type of vent or open window but nothing made sense. I had a little radio in the windowsill. And it had fallen out. I put it back up, climbed back into bed and tried to calm Tyler. Again, I turned the lamp off. Swoosh. They started going again. But this time more intensely. I am scared. I did what anyone who thinks they might be encountering something did. I tried speaking to it. Do you want us to leave? The blinds were going crazy. At that point, I was terrified. I jumped out of bed and packed a quick bag and headed to my childhood friend's house. I didn't sleep that night at all. The events that had transpired had left me freaked and shocked. Our next journey would be try and figure out a way to get rid of Bill. We headed back to the apartment because we needed the internet to find an exorcist. I went to the house shaking in fear sitting in a corner of the house. Tyler called a few churches, but we didn't get any help. We actually got really confused responses. Tyler stands up and looks into the kitchen. He covered his mouth and slowly walked backwards. The burners were on all of them on different settings. I ran out of the house. Tyler followed behind, but did turn the burners off. We sat in the car panicking. We have to call the leasing office and get out of this lease, I said. That was an awkward phone call. The manager didn't believe us and thought we were idiots, but I told her everything. She said she would look into it and call us back. I left the cigarettes in the house, Tyler cried but there was no way that I was going back in there. But he talked me into standing by the door whilst he grabbed them. This time, all the water sources were on. Every sink and shower in the apartment. I'm hysterical at this point. How can this be happening? I run to the car, but he insists that we have to turn the water off. I collect myself and walk to the door again with him. Perfect timing. Two leasing ladies came down because we were the talk of the office. I asked her to please turn the water off because we were too afraid. We all stood inside by the front door and told them the whole story. One of them put her hand over the burner. They're still warm. We were insisting that we didn't make it up. And I wasn't sure if they believed us or not. Well, not until the maintenance guy encountered Bill. Todd, as the maintenance guy was called, apparently after we left, him and his co-workers were walking past the apartment. And he said he was laughing with him about our story. Right when he walked by our apartment, the deadbolt locked. And he said they looked at each other. And then he grabbed his keys. No one was supposed to be in there, so that was weird. He knocked on the door for a while. Assuming that we'd come back, but no one came. So he stuck his set of keys into the door, and it felt like someone was holding the deadbolt shut, and he couldn't open it. He then tried the balcony door, as we were on the first floor, and that wouldn't unlock either. He tried again with the front door, and it unlocked easily. At that point, the office actually believed us, And they allowed us to move into a different apartment. The next day sucked. I had to repack again. But I couldn't stay in the house because I was just terrified to death. And we spent the entire day moving. And I laid on the dining room floor with the boy who liked me. It honestly just felt good to be held. As I cried in his arms. I watched the blinds slowly close by themselves. And I cried. Moving didn't help. We did all of that shit for nothing, and now I'm in a layout that I hate. We continued to try and find a way to get rid of Bill ourselves. This included blacking out every night and mocking it. We bought some more sticker decal to decorate our rooms. He bought a big Paris sticker, and he put it on the wall in his room, and it got torn off. And we put it right back up and it peeled off. I thought it could just be the wall paint at first. And I was trying to think logically. Fortunately, nothing else happened on that first day. Shit escalated. Bill would pound on our bedroom door wall from the minute we laid our heads down to try and sleep. Every night, it wouldn't let us rest. I even laid by the wall to make sure it wasn't Tyler messing around with me. One night, my upstairs neighbor came down very upset. It was super fun to try and explain to the neighbor that it wasn't us banging on the wall. It was some sort of demon asshole. I even brought him into the room. He saw it with his own eyes and said, it must be a raccoon in your wall. A raccoon. Yeah. People really don't want to believe in ghosts. It messed with us to the point that we were scared and couldn't sleep. It would change the shower water to scalding hot, throw lit candles off the counter and all kinds of annoying crap. But things started to get worse, and Tyler finally saw it. I couldn't find him. It was almost bedtime, so he was going around the house turning off the lights. I didn't see him again. Tyler? No response. Tyler, where are you? Why are all the lights off? I turned the bedroom light on. And he was in bed bundled up completely covered. What are you doing? He wouldn't look at me. Tyler, what happened? I was getting afraid. I saw him. I was so scared. I can't explain what kind of fear I felt. Where? I tried comforting him. And he was crying. In the bathroom. I went to turn off the light. And he was right there. He had no eyes. We both sat up in the corner of the bedroom all night. We did act like total idiots and let our friends stay the night. And they didn't believe us. We would mock it, watch it thrash around mirrors and bang the walls. And they would stare in awe. God, we were really stupid. We couldn't do this anymore. We needed help. I wrote to a ghost hunter show. And she wanted to fly out and film if things escalated. But I couldn't wait. She referred me to a local guy who specialized in stuff called Zach. We met with Zach at a local diner and explained everything. He came up to the house, but didn't sense anything. Not a thing. He told us that it was unlikely that it was a ghost given the way that it felt. But that we are inflicted with a voodoo curse from staying in the original apartment. And the entity has now attached itself to us. I didn't fully comprehend what that meant. But I knew it was real. And he gave us directions on how to get rid of it. He told us to get salt and some other things and put them in bowls in the corner of every room in our house. He told us to burn sage around all of the windows and doors and to yell, get out, but not to take it lightly. No laughing. We had to mean it. He said if anything new happened, to document and report it to him. He told us to never acknowledge or talk to it in the house. And he said to never, ever give it a name. So that night, my childhood friend and her boyfriend and Tyler and I all began the process. No one laughed. The energy around us was so tense and silent. We did what we had to do. And we went out for pizza. The things only awoke the beast even more. We got home late. And I went to the bathroom. The bowl of salt had been flipped over. I was confused and went to check the others. They were all flipped over we put the sage in a kitchen drawer when we left. And when we got home, the sage was shredded all over the floor. Later that night, Tyler and I were on the couch watching TV. When he starts crying and pointing to the kitchen. Look in the kitchen. I didn't see anything. He's right there. Can't you see him? No. Thank God I couldn't because I didn't know if my heart would be able to handle that. But as soon as Tyler would look away, or blind, he said that Bill would disappear. He was scared and asked me to please get him a soda. I didn't want to. But the fear was palpable. I walked into the kitchen and grabbed it. One of the salt bins, the big one was ripped open. And the salt that had spilled out was neatly written the word die. I was freaking out. And I took a picture of it and sent it to Zach. He replied, I've never seen anything like that before. We felt like we were doomed forever. That we were hexed. I had so many fears that Bill would kill Tyler. And there would be no real explanation. And I'd go to prison for life. I felt like my life was over. This thing controlled everything in our reality. The next night, she continued to hit the fan. It was always more active at night. Eventually, daytime events ceased completely. We both laid down to go to sleep. When Tyler got hit in the forearm with a glass ashtray. He cried. Scary thing is that it was aimed at his head. And his forearm stopped it from being hit. We bundled up under the mountain of blankets whilst it threw books off the shelf in my room, and then threw some cheap-ass-end tables from Walmart at us. Tyler sat up and put it back on the ground. It continued to throw the table, though. There were holes in the walls from that night, and I grabbed Tyler's hand to reassure myself it wasn't him doing it. It wasn't. And this is when shit got really messed up it threw the table one more time. This time, it was on me. It was like it was pushing me like something was pressing into me. I squeezed Tyler's hand. And he peeked out. He's on top of me. But the table was on top of me not him. I was confused. Push him off. He said and looked at me. And I said, I'm going to push him off and run. Grab my arm and close your eyes. I did. I didn't want to see it. I was so scared. As Tyler pushed it off, the strangest thing happened. I was slightly peeking because I wanted to see but didn't, but still did. I saw Tyler push an invisible force off himself. He was pushing what appeared to be nothing. The table on top of me flew off towards where Tyler was pushing. And it was like he could see it, but I could only see it in objects. It was insane. We ran out and left the house and slept in the car. We weren't allowed to talk about anything in the house. So shit would just go down. I was lying on the couch facing the wall trying to nap. And the screen door slams open and shut. Why did you slam the door open and shut? I asked annoyed. It didn't. He replied. Oh, That was the gist of our conversation about the house. Some days we would leave the house and talk about the things it did to us that day that we had to keep quiet about. Tyler was showering one day, and I sat in the bathroom with him. We never ever really separated. We were too afraid to be alone. He got out of the shower and had three cut marks in a row on his right thigh they looked like demon claws. Tyler saw him one more time. He pointed to the door in the living room. Look, can you see him right there? I saw nothing. But I watched the deadbolt lock swing with force where he was pointing. It was chilling. We threw a party one night. And Tyler was in the laundry room, rocking on the floor crying. Oh my god, what happened? It's like he was punched in the chest. He was holding it and lifted his shirt. It looked like someone had punched him directly in the chest. Fast forward to our smoking on the balcony. This was the most evidence I'd ever gained. It was the clearest thing I ever saw it do. The sliding glass door slowly closed right in front of my face. It felt good to know that I'm not insane. It was very real. That night, me and Tyler had a huge fallout. He had really, really annoyed me. And I was pretty sure this was going to be the end of our friendship. He was going to move back to our hometown that following week. And Zach called me to catch up on the latest paranormal activities. I told him Tyler was leaving. And he said, Well, I think things will be pretty quiet when he leaves. I think it's attached to him. Zack sent his entities to guard the house to see if any new spirits or whatever were entering he said they reported back and that they saw nothing new none of this makes sense to me and i have a hard time grasping what he does in truth he told me he thought it was attached to tyler and everything pointed to that being correct he was the only one who could see it he was the one it attacked and he was the one it hurt it never attacked me personally Once Tyler moved out, everything stopped. I can't explain this. I can't make this shit up. I suppose there must be a part of Tyler that I didn't really know. I came to believe that at some point in Tyler's past, he must have got involved with voodoo. And that's why this voodoo demonic entity had attached itself to him. From this day, I will never ever go anywhere near anyone or anything involved with voodoo. That stuff is real. And having experienced it firsthand. I never want to have to go through anything like that again. I was sad to see Tyler go after the falling out in truth. But I am so glad to be free of all that crap. We've since lost contact. I hope he's managed to resolve his hex and that the entity following him leaves him be, for his sake. Number three: I had friends and acquaintances that were involved in a lot of things, from Kardec spiritualism to African Kandombe to Cykritino Umbanda. And I was quite a curious guy. I didn't get into it. But some people developed or projected intents about me that I wasn't quite keen to indulge them in. And at least one of them took revenge. I had two ex-girlfriends that I know for sure did some mukumba to me and had this quick stint with a Wiccan that was sure I would marry her. And these two gay guys on different occasions mistook my friendship for something more. And they got upset about it. All in all, culminating in the perfect storm. Things got rough, very rough. Voodoo is very real. And these are some of the aftershocks. Serious car accidents, people pointing guns at me, hijacking death threats for no apparent reason. And then possession of loved ones, objects moving and falling specters, orbs, running shadows being seen by all members of my family, and being slapped on my back with full force when I was alone. The most horrific nightmares I've never had and outer body experiences. It was terrifying. It took my wife and I seven years to finally get peace of this. We still struggle with the aftermath of it. There's nothing overly against us anymore but what was lost was lost and we're recovering. Maybe the worst part of it was trying to get help and being discredited and feared by people who were knowledgeable and supposedly able to help you and being put aside as some sort of freak. We looked for help for six years with no avail. Only in the seventh one were we directed to an exorcist priest and to deliverance ministers that they were able to really do anything for us. And thankfully, we were free. But damage was done. It didn't touch our marriage. But there's a time you feel full of it and helpless. Thank God it stopped. Being involved with people who practice voodoo, going to their places, receiving their gifts, drinking and eating and partying with them and promoting or homaging their deities is not a good idea. You'll contaminate yourself and you'll never get out unscathed. If you ever get out. Number four, I was in San Francisco helping for an event for one of the beaches a few years ago. And one of the side projects they had going on was clearing the wooded area. That was an old Bunker Hill back before World War One, I believe for some machine gun post. Needless to say, For the main bunker, you had to slide through a small slit of the structure and it went down into a second level that was only one way. So a group of people and I enter and go down into what can only be described as a dark hotel corridor with side rooms and a crumbling infrastructure. If this wasn't creepy enough on the first wall was written in graffiti Satan awaits. So we go down to the basement type level. And all the rooms are pretty far gone from age and weathering. We come upon the room labeled six and this room's doorframe was graffitied clown-esque design on the only room with some type of graffiti besides the word upstairs. So it's pitch black and we all have our camera flashlights on to see this room. It has three voodoo dolls on the wall with each of them having a six in the middle of the body. And the words on the right saying, until the light takes us. This sent everyone into a, oh my god, I don't want to be here anymore, kind of vibe. So we finish up for the most part, and make our way down to the end of the winding corridor. And at the end is a large metal door with a small peephole. And the metal door wouldn't open due to rust. It was freaking weird. I never want to go back there again let alone touch any of the stuff left there. Number five. I go to a local fishing pond on my lunch break for half an hour and usually catch a couple of bass. Today, I thought I caught a turtle or something heavy, because it was just dead weight. But my braid held up. And what I caught was a real surprise. It was a sealed mason jar. I couldn't make out the content because the liquid inside the jar was pretty dark. But it looked to be a piece of played cloth. A curious couple walked by asking about it. And I told them to have it assuming the contents were just junk. They smashed the jar and started prodding around with a stick to uncover the contents. They unwrapped the plaid cloth to see a small voodoo doll bound in yellow yarn or string and two forms of ID cards face to face. You couldn't see the info. One was a New Jersey license, and I'm not sure about the other. Both cards were bound together with the same yellow string and yarn that the doll had wrapped around it. The cards were not taken apart to get any form of ID. I didn't touch any of it. It appeared to be some kind of black magical voodoo, and I noped out of there. Hey, guys, it's Mort here, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you for downloading and
0: listening, and please spread the word. Subscribe and follow Murky Chronicles on Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and on most of your favorite podcast platforms. You can get all the show links at lyricalspit.com. Keep this show free by buying some of our swag of apparel at ButcherSpit.com. We have t-shirts, hoodies, and even baby onesies. That's ButcherSpit.com.